I'm David Poyser, a journalist, and welcome to the eighth episode of PESPOD. The Insider's Guide to the PES Network for PESs, Public Employment Services, in the EU. Today I'm with someone whose job you've all heard of. He's Nicholas Schmidt, the European Commissioner for Jobs and Social Rights. Commissioner Schmidt is one of 27 commissioners, one for each member state of the European Union. And as you may know, since Commissioner Schmidt was appointed back in 2019, he's been a great supporter of the PES Network. Hello, Commissioner. Hello. Now, I don't know if you know it, Commissioner. Um, there is a film, isn't there, called About Schmidt with uh, Jack Nicholson. What can you tell us about Nicholas Schmidt? Yeah, first, I have nothing to do with this Schmidt. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, Nicholas Schmidt, he is the commissioner coming from Luxembourg. He has been in this uh, job now for nearly two years. And before, uh, I've dealt with social issues, but I'm also very concretely uh, with my family always observing how things are going, especially for the young, having four children. Four children, I was going to say, that's a lot. Do you have any dogs or just the children? Uh, I have also three dogs. Ah, what a lovely family life. I bet you're desperate to leave Brussels and get back to Luxembourg for the weekend. Anyway, after you realised you were going to become commissioner, how did you feel when you heard that you were going to be put forward for the jobs portfolio, commissioner? I was very lucky because that's the job finally I wanted. So I got the job I had, uh, I had uh, asked for. It's like, like a birthday, like Christmas all rolled into one. <laughs> yeah. um, across the EU, when the pandemic hit, the PESIs, the government-run job centres, were at the front line supporting those affected by the pandemic, weren't they? They suddenly had to deal with way over double their workload while many of their staff were working from home for the first time. What's your take on how things evolved? Well, first, I I would like to thank all those working for uh, for pass in the member states because uh, they had a very difficult job. They had a crucial job. We are always talking about essential workers, frontline workers. They belong also to this category, and I must say that uh, pass all over Europe did a great job helping people uh, uh, to find a new job, helping people also to get an income. Uh, so I, I must say that this uh, uh, institution, because past our institutions on our labor market, uh, helped to mitigate the consequences, sometimes very bad consequences of this, of this crisis. I'm sure they'll really appreciate your thanks, Commissioner. What was a typical day for Commissioner Smith like during the pandemic? Well, that's uh, reflecting and trying to find the right solutions for helping people. Because uh, from one day to another, we uh, noticed that people lost their job or they were on short-time work or uh, they had uh, to uh, switch from one job to another, especially the young, a lot of thousands and hundreds of thousands of young people uh, lost their job they needed for paying for their rents, but also for their studies. So this was our job to think about solution. We we put uh, a lot of uh, measures together for youth employment, for short-term um, uh, schemes. The, the sure measure was uh, really put into place in a very short period 
period, uh, together with the president, uh, we found that uh, we had to do something about that. And I'm very glad that we managed this and millions of jobs could be saved. People could save their income or keep their income, and especially also companies could uh, keep their uh, collaborators. So this was our daily life, uh, working on good solutions, and especially rapidly, because we had no time. Well, congratulations to you and congratulations to the Pezes. And um, what are the lessons you think we should have learned from the pandemic? Well, there are a few. The first is that um, the uh, social protection and social institutions are key. And this means health services, hospitals, uh, past institutions we already mentioned, social protection guarantees that finally you cannot have a functioning economy without strong social frameworks and institutions. We cannot manage everything through the markets. We have to have this social protection. We have to give people the possibility, precisely in the crisis like the one we went through, uh, to, uh, to keep their income. This is important for the economy, but also for their lives. Uh, to give them basic security. I think this is something we have to learn because pandemics, they might, they, it's not over, by the way, but they might come back. So reacting rapidly in a crisis and giving people this feeling that uh, they uh, secure what is essential. Yes, I think it's been a great victory for social Europe, hasn't it? Well, it, uh, it is a victory, but it's not about a victory. Finally, it's an awareness that social Europe is, is, is part of uh, our, our European project. It's not something which can be added somewhere. It's part of the European project, and uh, the European project cannot be um, strong without also a strong social dimension. Absolutely. It's in the blood. Um what are your hopes, your expectations for the PES now then, um, for the rest of your time as commissioner, either for the PES network or for the PESs? Well, first, I, I must say the PES network uh, has a lot uh, uh, contributed to uh, better managing this crisis in the interest of uh, people, but also in the interest of the economy. And uh, I thank again also those who are, have contributed to the uh, success and especially also the president of the PASS network uh, who has uh, uh, played a very important role in coordination, uh, in coordinating the, the network. But uh, the challenges are huge. It's not uh, if even if the pandemic uh, is, is, is going away, we have huge challenges in the economy, in the society, and especially also on the labor market. Because the digital transformation is changing the jobs, is requiring uh, a lot of new skills. Uh, skills, by the way, has become the key element uh, of all active labor market policies. So PES uh, have to become skills providers, organizing the right uh, skills for people looking for a job, a new job, uh, the transitions on the managing, the transitions on the labor market. So that's what I expect now from uh, PES. And I must say, there are a lot of progress here and uh, there's a, a strong 
drive in the PASS network to uh, respond to these huge challenges. And uh, I'm quite confident that these changes will be, uh, will be successful. Oh, that's lovely to hear that, because everybody's been talking about digitalization and the greener economy, and everybody said it's easy to say, but people have been less confident that it's going to happen. So you're, you're quite confident that it's going to pan out over the next five years? Well, I think we have seen a very rapid change with digital. In a few weeks, suddenly people worked from home. It worked more or less. At the beginning, it was a bit more difficult, but then uh, I think it worked quite smoothly. So uh, we, we, we have an acceleration in this. And we need also an acceleration, by the way, in the greening of our economy, because we have now... Uh, experienced what climate cha climate change means for people, for regions, for countries. Uh, we had a lot of catastrophes during this summer and they are all obviously linked to climate change. So we have no time to lose. And this means uh, a transformation of our economy by greening it, by making it uh, uh, much more carbon-free and uh, the impact on the way how we produce, how we consume are huge. There are social impacts, there are labor market impacts, employment impacts, and this has to be managed. This will not be done automatically. Certainly, the companies have an important role to play, but this also uh, applies to people working uh, in the companies, and they have to get the right skills. They have to be encouraged also uh, eventually to change their job, but uh, they should not be left alone to do that. And here, PASS is an important player. Yes. Um, how do you think, I mean, governments and PESs can ensure that um, when we've done that, um, so we've got the skills for a digital economy and a green economy, how can we be sure that governments and PESs ensure that vulnerable groups aren't left behind in this process? Yeah, this is this is another issue uh, about vulnerable groups. We are we are now in a very strange situation because uh, a lot of companies complain that they do not find the right people. So we have shortages, labor shortages on the labor market for certain activities for certain sectors. So we have to deal with this. This is absolutely important also for the transformation of our economy, for employment. Uh, and also growth. But at the same time, we have a lot of categories of people, the most vulnerable, the least skilled, but also people with uh, disabilities, women coming late on the labor market or uh, who have difficulties to find a job, to find an income. And we have to focus uh, uh, on them, uh, to help them, uh, to give them also opportunities and it is in everybody's interest to bring back these people into the labor market. They have talents. They have skills. We just have to develop them. And here also, PASS have a role to play. Because uh, I think that uh, in uh, an aging society, uh, we will uh, face more and more these shortages. And therefore, leaving people outside, leaving people behind is really something we cannot afford. Absolutely. Um, migration is clearly going to be a feature, isn't it, of the EU employment scene in the coming years? Do you think there's a European level solution here? Well, there is always a European one and a national one. You know, you have to combine both. Just to, to give you an example, 
Germany accepted a huge number of migrants uh, through the migration crisis in 2015. And when we look what happened, we uh, notice now that about half of these people have a job and are fully integrated, pay their taxes, pay their social contribution. So we have to work on the other 50%. But this is already a success. Within five years, people could be integrated, a huge number of people. So this is a good example. But this came not just automatically. There were a lot of efforts done, language uh, courses given, uh, evaluating the skills of people coming because diplomas are very different and sometimes people had no diplomas anyway. And so evaluating what uh, kind of skills they had and bringing them uh, then into uh, skilling uh, efforts and then also bringing them close to uh, the labor market. And this it has been very successful. And this shows that if migration is well managed, if uh, people get the right support, uh, we can make out of migration a success for our societies as a whole. And this is what we have to aim at. Yes, that's very inspiring. Um, could you describe, you mentioned businesses earlier, uh, could you describe some of the benefits of partnerships between public employment services and employers? I know it's done well in Luxembourg, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I was a labor minister for some time and I also uh, reformed the uh, Luxembourgish uh, public employment uh, service. And one of the key issues in this uh, reform was to bring PASS back closer to the, to the employers, to companies, to the needs of companies, to understand what their needs are, to help them to identify the right profiles. So I think you cannot have a successful and efficient uh, public employment service without uh, a very constant contact, collaboration with uh, business, with social partners in general, but especially with companies and uh, their needs, their changing needs, by the way, because they are also in this transformation process. And this is extremely important. And I think this is a lesson we have to draw for every pass. Uh, work closely with business, with companies, try to understand them. And uh, then this collaboration will be a, a success, especially for those who, who, who are looking for a job. Brilliant. And finally, Commissioner, just could you just tell me a little bit about if you think the EU is on its way to recovery and what are your priorities are for the future? You know, how do you see the European labour market at the end of your time as Commissioner? Well, first, I confirm that the EU is on, on its way to recovery. This recovery has been strong. It remains strong thanks to a lot of measures that were taken. We had the next generation EU, we had the uh, recovery and resilience uh, facility, and this has contributed first to an atmosphere of confidence, of trust, and uh, then also helping sectors to recover very fast. So, as I said already, now we are in some uh, areas in, in a situation of uh, labor shortages, not of massive unemployment, but of labor shortages. And by the way, unemployment has decreased even uh, if this uh, decrease is, is not as important as we would wish, but it has decreased. And now I think we have to continue on this. And the, the, the issue is investment, 
The issue is modernization. The issue is skills, investing in people, in skills. So I have a rather optimistic view for the future of our labor market and the future of our economy. So um, I think we are engaged now in, a, in this transformation, digital, green, and we have to give people the right tools and also companies, by the way, the right tools to make out of this transformation a success for prosperity, for shared prosperity, for a new type of growth, which is a growth which respects um, the environment and especially which is a growth based on uh, very low carbon emissions. Thanks so much, Commissioner. You're such a supporter of the PES Network. It's all really appreciated. And it's great to finish on a such a positive note. So many thanks on behalf of the PES Network for giving up your time for this interview. Really appreciate it. Thank you. We really hope you can join us for the next podcast when we'll once again be with a mover and shaker from the EU employment world. It'll be a surprise mystery guest. We're hoping this podcast will help build a sense of community in PES networks across Europe. So if you have any comments on PESPod, there's an email which I'll spell for you, empl-pes-secretariat at ec.europa.eu. That's empl-pes-secretariat at ec.europa.eu. And you can leave comments there. Um, and it's also the emails on the PESPod show notes. So who would you like us to interview? Just uh, email us and tell us. And what would you like us to interview them about? Just email us and say. PESPOD is produced for the PES Network by the European Commission with technical support from Econ Institute. The technical producer is Mark Berta. Looking forward to next time. <laughs> <laughs>